This is indisputable. I am Sharon Reed once again, filling in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. And as much as I tried to run him off on Wednesday, now today's Wednesday. You see, it's starting wacky already. I tried to run him off, we'll say, the other day. I was wacky, I was all over the place, okay? But he's back. And I love it. Wozni Lambry, you actually did come back. I didn't scare you, did I? No, not at all. I'm happy to be back. It was instant chemistry. Love <laughs> at first broadcast, Sharon. Come on now. Should I tell the people at home that you referenced Ron Burgundy when you said how much you admired me? And <laughs> Stephen Colbert from the Colbert okay. Report. Two of the greats, two of the right. legends. I'm more Chappelle's flavor, but um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's launch into this. Uh, and we start with a missing Georgia man, woman charged with murder. Okay. There is an issue going on, granted $150,000 bond. 20 year old Destiny Stevens has been charged with concealing the death and murder in connection with the lengthy disappearance of 21 year old Leandre Flint of the Atlanta suburb of Loganville. On Tuesday, Stevens was granted. A $150,000 bond ordered not to contact Flint's family, leaving the victim's devastated family frustrated. They actually took my auntie in custody when she heard that she had bond. Shannon Wilson, the victim's cousin, told local station WXIA, you know, she just yelled out in court, where's his body? Because we still haven't found his body. Let a black star filling in the details for us. Details of Flint's disappearance last seen earlier this year, July 29th, when he informed a relative that he was heading to a store to pick up an auto part. Fox 5 Atlanta reported that. It was reported missing about three days later to authorities in Gwinnett County, where Loganville is located. Mid-August now, Atlanta Police Department executed a search warrant at an apartment in the Buckhead District of Atlanta, where items of evidentiary value were obtained. According to the report, investigators said they believe the victim was killed in that apartment. That was based on their findings. Now, his family reports that on the day of his disappearance, he told a family member he was going to see a woman in Buckhead. Police later traced his phone location history and found that on the day he disappeared, he visited the apartment complex where the search warrant was executed. Now, according to reports, Flint's vehicle was traced to Detroit, Michigan. This is days after his disappearance. Security footage obtained by police shows Stevens and another woman hop out of Flint's truck in the parking lot of an Atlanta shopping center the day he vanished. Authorities giving the details, the two reportedly purchased a bolt cutter and hand saw from a home improvement store. Stevens taken into custody in October, two other individuals described as a man and woman, also charged but have yet to be identified by law enforcement per 11 Alive. I can't imagine, Wozni, what the family is going through. The details are horrific, horrific. The bond kicks it up another notch. And to not know and to be begging and pleading for information such as where's his body? It is unimaginable to think about what they're dealing with. Yeah, my heart goes out to the Flint family and his community. Um, this is a story that hits 
quite close to home for me. I have a lot of family members who live in Gwinnett County. And when something like this happens, it affects the entire community. Uh, somebody this young to have his income in such a vi obviously violent way. Uh, this guy didn't just disappear poof off the face of the earth. Something untowards happened to him, um, which is horrible. Uh, and again, it makes you wonder, right? Uh, you want to be tr trustful of people. You want to think you could be in community with people. And then ultimately, this guy put himself in a position where he's around people who don't have his best interests at heart, you know, and, and it's just horrible. Uh, I hope his family's able to get some level of closure and comfort someday by having a body that they could bury and commemorate his life. Um, and the love that they have for him. But this is obviously just a tragic story for a guy that young losing his life this way. Yeah, it's uh, barbaric, animalistic. I don't know how someone can, and we we understand the implication. Saul, okay, bolt cutter. To think that someone would want to get rid of something, someone so badly that they would resort to this barbaric behavior. That's the tough part. And I, I don't want to ever find out what it's like to be in the family's shoes. But I often drift and think, would I want to know everything? Would I want to know everything that happened to my loved one, my heart outside of my body? What say you? That's a great question. I probably tend to be somebody that wouldn't want to know, honestly. Um, I think I'd be fine with not knowing the gory details of how, you know, my loved one came to their demise. I think the closure of knowing like, okay, this person is gone and we have some some of their remains and we can, we can go about, you know, burying this person and giving them a proper send off because every family deserves that. They deserve to have a proper send off for their loved ones, for everybody to have some level of closure. Um, yeah, man, I, I really, really would would like to see that for the family. Now, you know, knowing whether they chop this guy's head off or something grotesque like that, I, I think me personally, I'd rather not know. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, the the a funeral, a memorial service, something, um, and some people would say, well, the soul is already departed. Um, the remains, however, they were desecrated, are another matter. But to me, it's like. I need that. It's not closure. I hate that word when you're dealing with something so sudden, so horrific. But I need that, I suppose, to acknowledge you were here. You mattered. You were here, and we need to acknowledge you. The details of this one, Wozni, are so disgusting. Um, the lack of, well, I don't know what's going through the perp. We don't know who did it, but. It sure looks a certain way, and there's enough mm -hmm. circumstantial evidence. But I wonder what it's like to have this in your conscience, to have to carry this, to see it when your eyes are open and closed, where you can never escape it. I'll give you the last word. Yeah, and I'm glad you actually brought that up um, as far as the perpetrators are concerned, because obviously the victim's family are going through something horrific, but these perpetrators are also putting their own loved ones through a very trying time where they have to live with and carry this around with them, where people, you know, <laughs> you 
people tend to want to support their family members, even in the most trying of times. And then in that support, people are going to be looking at them all kinds of sideways and crazy. It's just a just a horrible, horrible circumstance to have visited upon all of these families. It is. This story we'll keep following. Um, as you said, you have family there. I'm I'm in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and it's just such a, a mystery that's unraveling. So we'll keep following the story, bring you an update. There's a thought. You could always stop being racist. You could stop discriminating against people. Or you could pay a million dollars. Sheriff's clerks awarded just that after racial discrimination. Two San Francisco Sheriff Department clerks awarded a million dollars after being told, keep quiet about racial discrimination. A jury awarded two office clerks from the San Francisco Sheriff's Department a million dollars for their racial discrimination lawsuit filed in 2020. Dillard and Lee, they claimed in their lawsuit that they were repeatedly subjected to racial slurs, workplace discrimination while working as office clerks for more than 20 years at the SFSD. The jury awarded the women $1,139,400. Dillard was awarded $523,400. Lee, $616,000. And a black star with the numbers for us. Lee and Dillard claim after complaining about racial disparities in their work environment, they were told not to bring that quote, monkey junk up mm. by a supervisor. Lee was also instructed not to talk to anyone at work by a supervisor and to come to work, do your job, and just leave. Um, okay. March 2019, both women were presented with cease and desist orders by their supervisors, preventing them from talking to other people at the SFSD as well as any other city or county employees. Dillard was reassigned twice prior to the cease and desist orders. How do you do your job when you're a clerk and you're not allowed to talk to any other employee? How do you do your job? If it's me, some places I've worked, that would have been a gift. I would, that would have been what I would give out for employee of the month because maybe you don't want to talk to your colleagues. Maybe they're that bad. And here I could see that might be reasonable, but you still got to do your job. It's outrageous. I was just handed a paper told to obey those rules. Adding that she was afraid, Dillard, to talk to anyone because she feared she would lose her job and often spend her breaks crying. For them to tell me I could no longer speak bothered me a lot, tore me down on the inside. It affected my home life. I didn't know how to explain it to my children. It broke me down, made me a shell of a person by design. I added that. That's what it's designed to do. Dehumanize, put you in a box. I own you. That's what it sounds like. And the verdict is in. I'd sometimes cry at my desk because I want to talk to my friends, said Lee. Those people were my friends and I couldn't talk to my friends, she said. She was called a liar, a thief, criminal by white employees of SFSD. The San Francisco Sheriff's Department and the city attorney's office released a joint statement claiming they oppose harassment and discriminatory behavior. <laughs> After the details that we just read, I would advise, and I'm not a PR specialist, to just say, we're working on things. What's that, four words? That's all you need to say. Okay. 
I wouldn't even waste the paper. Don't email that. Upload it to TikTok and let people know you're working on it. Okay, this other stuff doesn't mean anything. As one of the most diverse sheriff's departments in the nation that values equity and inclusion, any form of harassment or discriminatory behavior is antithetical to our values, read the statement. We are surprised and disappointed by the outcome of this case. We'll be working with the city attorney's office to evaluate any next steps. Oh, you mean you're gonna fake like you're gonna appeal this when you really just want it to go away? What do you mean you're surprised? Are you surprised that you got caught, got nailed? They worked there for how many years, how many decades? They say these things happen. They got the money too. Who paid for it? Mm, Taxpayers. Dillard and Lee's lawsuit against the SFSD resulted in a four week trial that ended with the monetary award November 15th. SFSD still employs both women in the warrants division. If I went back to work there with fat pockets, I'd talk to everybody. You understand? Even people I didn't like, they didn't like me. Good morning. How you doing? Baked brownies today, okay? This is outrageous. And the part, none of this surprises me, okay, Wozni, and I'll let you weigh in. But the part that I am just disgusted with, okay? I just ate a heavy meal, it might come up, okay? I'm disgusted with the stupid statements. Can we, we see each other? Can you please stop doing this? Can you stop that now? Were you diverse, something about la 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 la, diverse, no harassment? Okay. Okay. First of all, I'm happy for these women that they got their just due, that they have been you know, compensated for the vile treatment that they received from the San Francisco Sheriff's Department. And what strikes me the most, honestly, Sharon, is you ever notice that when people are protesting police misbehavior or police violence, their betters will come out and be like, oh, our officers and the morale and our officers Mm -hmm. can't hear this stuff. They can't go out and work under these conditions. People are pointing out that some of them completely suck at what they do and all. Our officers are so sensitive and they just can't handle this. And they do the hardest job in the world. And they come out and they do this every time to defend the feelings, the, the sentiment, the morale of the police force. Every police force does this. Whenever people talk about the jobs that they're doing, when they're not doing it well. And the and the idea that in this sheriff's department, some of their other employees would not receive that same protection, I think speaks volumes to the culture over there. Uh, they should be fostering an environment where all of their employees feel like their work has meaning, has purpose, and that they have dignity when they show up to their jobs. It turns out that I guess only officers um, are allowed to feel that level of dignity at work, Sharon, and not people who do more administrative work, whose work is equally as important, by the way. Um, that's what strikes me the most is how sensitive these cats are in other times, but don't respect the sensitivities of some of their other employees. Have you heard this? I've not heard this before. This quote, monkey junk. What was it? Monkey junk. <laughs> I've not heard that one. I, I could be, you know me, I'm pretty corny and don't, yeah, that monkey junk, don't bring that monkey junk up. Say what now? Huh? 
Sounds like it's a racial so epithet to me. It is. You're saying it is because they could have picked anybody. They could have picked anybody, but they didn't. I'm back. They didn't. And here's the thing. I, it's so bad and so predictable. If I were at the top of Netflix, is Netflix still number one or is there somebody else? Is it TikTok? No, they, the, Netflix is the number one streamer. But you service. can't share. How come I can't share? It's just getting, it's just trying to nickel and dime everyone. You gotta pay, Sharon. Granted, I did have about 10 family members on one account. Okay, you can't <laughs> do that anymore. But if I pay the fee, come on, get out of here. But if I was sitting atop that and you brought me these scripts that said such nonsense, I'd say, nobody says this, monkey junk. This isn't realistic. Get out of here. It's cartoonish okay? racism. Cartoonish racism. This is what's going on. And it's to the point now where I would advise people to just, Brown people go to work, and when they start doing all that, document it. And I guess it's the American way. Just go ahead and get your money. You earned it. You actually earned this money. They earned this judgment. Last words, yours, Wozni. Man, I'm I'm glad that they'll now have have this money as well as their pension to supplement their eventual retirements. They could be nice and comfy and relaxed. And yes, and I hope. More than anything, that this judgment um, starts a different culture over there at the SFSD because it starts at the top and it permeates everything down below it. So I hope this is an incentive for the culture over there to change. Okay. Um, I agree with you to a point. And see, this is what happened the other day when we were together. Because you are a, a likable, you're a positive man is what it is. And so no wonder you would say I, this culture shift and maybe this is the catalyst is what you're saying, right? Because things will get better here. These women, pioneers, and now the people on the other side will reevaluate their disgusting conduct. But you're wrong, Wozni. I know you're not wrong very much. The statement says it all. Not only will the culture not change, it'll probably get worse. They'll probably be back in court because of new things that will happen. Now that they're in the warrants division. It'll follow them over there, okay? So I don't want to burst your bubble. I want you to stay positive and not jaded. I must get jaded. I know I look young. I'm still very young, okay? But I have an old soul, okay? And the roots are, well, they tell the story. The problem is we're so used to this nonsense that nobody's even embarrassed. The people who perpetrated this, I don't want to hear about no supervisor. What's your name? What's your name? I'm Sharon Reed, filling in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Today has the day off. This is indisputable. Wozni Lambrius. But I love your positivity. I don't want you to change, but I did want to let you know. I don't go out in San Francisco thinking that things are going to be different. And <laughs> they're not. Okay. No, and I, if I, want I go to you SF, to understand my, this. my head will still be on a swivel. Don't worry okay. about it, Sharon. I, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn safe. and Queens, New York, man. I, I, they won't catch me slipping out there. <laughs> that part. It's the smile that fools you. He knows his way around. Much more indisputable when we come right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie and TYT extraordinaire Wozni Lambry is back with us. Brooklyn, did you say Brooklyn born? I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
you're cool like that. You're on mute, Wozni. But it was the head tilt. It was all that for me. I I could feel it. Born in Brooklyn, uh, moved to Queens when I was 12, but I now reside in the great city of Los Angeles for the last six years. Taking the city by storm. Um, The thing I love about TYT, just one of the many things, is you're never alone. There are freedom fighters all around you. And you too can be a member. Subscribe, 951,000 subscribers on YouTube. The number keeps going up and up. So that's just the latest one that I have here. Members make TYT invincible in a challenging media landscape. TYT member is a fighter, leader, change maker, and believer in positive change. There are perks with membership, but the most important one is that you make TYT possible. We do this show together. It's not a show without you. You know that. Be part of the work we do. Get more TYT. TYT.com slash join or Click the join button. You see how easy it is? I love looking at that. Let's get it past a million. Why not? Okay, we can do that this show. Okay, you figure out how to get some more eyeballs. Okay, Wilson, I'm gonna read some comments. TYT member, Civit Vox. I'm sure I blew it, uh, but we appreciate you. Great show. Well, we're just getting started. Thank you. Glad SF. SD paid these women for the suffering they had to put up with. I wish this could be a wake up call for all public departments, but I'm sure the racists are outraged at the law being enforced here. Comply. Why don't you just comply, right? But and now that it's directed at them, you're probably right. Over 9,000. Appreciate your comment. Trista says, Am I the only one that thinks this Sharon Woe's tandem is golden? <laughs> Do you really think so? I think it is Sharon's Southern Belt charm. Do you have to be respectable to be a Southern Belle? And I'm just asking for a friend. No, no, or can you can anyone be ratchet. We, we like ratchet people. From okay. Did he call me ratchet? Let let's, me read the rest here. Ratchet. Okay. Well, they like that mixed with Woes' New York toughness that <laughs> makes them swoon. It's a smile. I think you like a smile. It's nice. You oh, too. Thank you so much. Let's yeah, so do that. They take a bow. Selena Martinez. Hey, TYT family. Well, hey, Selena. And David Moore says, Sharon and Woes are a dream team. <laughs> this was all put together by accident. And look, people were actually writing us saying, okay, not bad. One last one. Uh, TYT member, and we appreciate you very much. Hut day about the woman charged with murder of the Georgia man. I would want my family member's body recovered and buried. I'm getting chills typing this. I agree. It's put the family through so much. And for what? Okay. It, it seems like investigators are on the right track here. They've got a lot of footage, a lot of things to circumstantially support who they appear to believe did this thing. Clear your conscience. If, if you have one, try to get it back and give the family perhaps just a little relief. But people are going to be what they're going to be, they're going to do what they're going to do. And that includes ones who subscribe to Karenicity. I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel Back off! I'm going to tell the American, African-American man to threaten my life. I don't care. What'd you call me? What'd you call me? What'd you call me? I said you're dogging. What'd you call me? Don't sign me. Don't sign me. Get out of my face.
I can still smell your breath. Get out of my face. Now come off her property. Oh, that's yeah. the second okay, time you hit me. Karen you did. hit me and I you tried. You, you tried to hit my phone. You got that on film. I do have it on film. No, you don't. Yeah, she no, does. does. Uh, it's on no, video. No, it's on no, video. Yeah, she does. You're a Karen. I saved your dog. Yes, yeah, you and you made us suffer for six, eight hours because you We're decided upset, okay? when We're it upset. was convenient for you. I was trying to see if they were barefoot. I suspect, I don't know if the camera ever panned down, but I'm, they, I can tell you they weren't wearing shoes. Uh, make of it what you will. An ungrateful Karen yells at a woman who, the woman's a hero. She rescued the dog. Why are you yelling at her? The woman's a hero. Reach in your back pocket, sir, and offer some funds, a reward. Isn't that how it's supposed to work? Uh-uh. The woman rescued the lost dog, and this is the thanks she gets from the owners. I was in Grapevine. Oh, you didn't tell me that. Were you, you in Grapevine? You yes, I did. I said I, I was at a bit. I gave Were you my number three times. Were you in Grapevine when call. you found her? No. no, I was on my way. I was late to my event to save your dog. I had time oh, to drop it off, and I almost missed the tree lighting You're with my kid. Karen was You're welcome. Why didn't you answer immediately so we would know? I was in traffic and with thousands of people. Yeah. I explained that. Jim texted me and said, hey, by the way, you might I'm not checking Facebook while I'm at an event. Y'all are too cahoots. I'm not going to be checking Facebook while I'm at events in this community. You're idiots. You cahoots with people. Just stop. I didn't cahoots anything. I saved your dog. You said Jim was a joke. I did not say Jim was a joke. Yeah, you did. Was someone using a laser? A laser tag? Pointing out the dress. It's just, I pick up on these things when I saw it. You can put it back up and you, you can determine it. But what was it? You can correct me if I'm wrong here. The woman rescues the dog. Do you see that? There's that laser tag. You see that? I think someone was punking her, perhaps from a balcony somewhere in the complex. And they kept saying, look at this dress. Look at this. Uh, I'm telling you what I saw. Okay, you didn't see that? Anyway. What do you make of what's going on here? Are people this ungrateful? So what? She made them wait three hours. The woman rescued the dog, but she she couldn't sit there. She she had to go. She she let you know though. I found your puppy. I found your pooch. Lesson learned, Sharon. If you find a dog, you either take that thing to the pound immediately, take it off of your hands, give it to the pound, or you let that dog run astray because yeah. dealing with these sickos who, oh, you had to wait an extra few hours to be reunited with the dog that you lost. It's just crazy. And then, you know, I, I feel like once you slip on a pink muumuu, you automatically become a Karen. <laughs> and so it was kind of like a Karen cloak, if you yeah. will. As soon as she placed it on her skin, she got drunk and started screaming because she was clearly impaired, y'all. I she, thought I smelled alcohol. She she was clearly yes. had, you know, a decent amount of butt heavies in her system um, before she got there. And so, yeah, that, that's the lesson learned. No good deed goes unpunished, as they say. And the close talker husband, that was, you want to talk about personal space. And he's saying, I smell your breath. She's smelling his breath. You're in my face. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But the moo moo something I noticed as well, because at one point it was very much, um, well, it was windy out there. 
I was usually moomoos are longer than this. Hers was kind of a moomoo mini. It was a risque moomoo. This is right, and I was worried because I'm thinking, I she's better have on something under there, you know, those support, you know, those garments. But I didn't see it, and I said to myself, please do not pan off. Normally, I want to watch these things. I watch these things for hours. But once that wind started, woohoo! What's that breeze? I like, like almost like a, you know, like a, a older, drunker Marilyn Monroe. You know the, you know the video I'm talking about with a oh wind tunnel, and she held the, the skirt down like it was a Karen <laughs> version of that, it's a iconic. Florida version of that. But does she really look like a Marilyn? <laughs> Marilyn, I, you know, I remember she that shot. Could, yeah, to her husband, she might. Well. What do they call it? Beer goggles. Um, we wish her the best. The dog and the other thing I do think needs to be investigated here. Did the dog get out? Was the dog lost? Or does the dog saying, get me the out of there? And was probably furious that this yeah. do-gooder brought the dog back. Okay. You see what I'm dealing with now? So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens next. There's all kinds of confrontations that are going on, a divide. People like to say racism's always there. But to be so loud with it is perhaps another matter. White student calls black student the N-word and then says, you know what, that's not good enough. Breaks her nose. Let's get into this one. According to the Kansas City Defender, in Shawnee Mission, Kansas, a shocking hate crime occurred at the predominantly white Shawnee Mission East High School, where a black female student was viciously attacked by a white male student. The assault has left her hospitalized with a broken nose and to add insult to injury, Bree, the victim, now faces suspension from the school for five days. The KCD does note the assailant has also been suspended. Well, Said the N-word and broke her nose. Why why go out of your way? Both teams played hard. Nothing to see here. (laughs) Except she's in the hospital. How did we get here? You know, some people don't want to talk about how do we get here when they don't like where it's going to end up. They notice these things. The incident unfolded last week when Bree nonviolently confronted a white female student for using racial slurs and calling black students slaves. After their argument, the white female student walked away, and it seemed the students were peacefully parting ways. We're good, right? However, as they were walking away, a male student previously uninvolved aggressively shouts for Bree to shut the F up. Numerous student witnesses appear surprised and appalled, and Bree responds by asking, what did he say? Male student then charges towards Bree while repeatedly hurling the N-word. Kansas City Defender with the details there. Okay, tough guy. Very tough and angry. When he gets to her, saw that picture, pushes her down. Both start throwing punches. The altercation elevated into a full-on fight. Still some students called for adult support. Witnesses say the boy, a sophomore, started the fight, throwing the first blow at his 2026 classmate. As far as Shawnee Mission East has not directly addressed the hate crime. Or explicitly denounced it. Following is an excerpt of an email sent out to parents. Quote, as a school and a community, we know that in order for students to learn, they must 
first feel safe and supported. Staff will continue to do our absolute best to help every student who enters our school feel safe and supported. The words we use matter. Racially charged language, insults, and slurs will not be tolerated in our school. I believe I can make killing as a PR person. I just really, what are you saying here? It is tolerated. Why are you doing this again and again, day after day? The response from Shawnee Mission East's administrators has been met with widespread criticism from the student body. Many accuse the school officials of failing to address the systemic racism within their halls and also for not directly addressing the recent hate crime. Incident at Shawnee Mission East is not an isolated one. Students report a history of racism at the school, often overlooked, swept under the rug, downplayed by the administration. They recount experiences of being racially profiled and dismissed by school officials, with one student recalling Principal Perez's racist remarks about black students appearing intimidating or looking like they're going to jump somebody when they are in groups. In response to what they see as administrative apathy, Students have taken matters into their own hands. A walkout was organized to protest the school's handling of racial issues. Students' demands, they're clear, stricter policies against racism, the expulsion of the attacker, justice for Bree, and potentially firing numerous administrators. As the Shawnee Mission East community grapples with this incident, the students' actions highlighted growing impatience with systemic racism and the urgent need for change in how schools address these deeply ingrained issues. Additionally, the district is being very tight-lipped about its response to the fight and the walkout, citing the school's privacy policies as the reason its disciplinary actions have not been disclosed. However, district spokeswoman Kristen Babcock, who said the schools do not have a code of conduct for students in place, said that her team takes incidents of racism and physical violence very seriously. She also said they will Follow our policies and procedures while investigating. Did Babcock, did Babcock write the statement? Did she write the statement? We don't have a code of conduct for students. So anything goes. Should be a lawsuit, but maybe they get off because it, what, what code did he violate? None, perhaps. Wozni, I am so done with the statements and that they're out of, I had a fortune cookie somewhere here and I was gonna open it today because I believe that perhaps it was a good one. And then I take a little bite of the cookie, that's my little thing. And I feel like that's gonna, if it's something good and maybe I'll win the lottery, these numbers, whatever. This is ridiculous. Is it not ridiculous? And I don't even know why I brought up a fortune cookie or what the point was, but I know this, words matter. Yeah, I think you wanted the fortune of our country as it pertains to race to be changed, um, yeah. perhaps by the note in your cookie. But I think it's going to take a little bit more than, um, you know, a delicious dessert to get things going in the right direction. It's going to take some leadership. And just from that statement, we can tell <laughs> there's no code of conduct for your students, then there's no leadership. There's no standards set. There's no accountability to be upheld. It's just straight up a free-for-all. And, you know, to hear a young man, a young student do that, to me, that's grooming. That's breeding. That's being raised to view um, your fellow citizens 
a certain type of way. Um, and to also be so violent towards your fellow citizen, a woman, a, a young woman at that uh, is scary. You wonder what the parents mm-hmm. are doing there. And it's obvious that the students, a certain amount of students don't feel supported in what they do. I feel heartened, though, that, you know, this student is being supported by her peers. Um, the idea that students themselves uh, put a walkout together in, in solidarity with the victim here, I find that to be very heartening. And again, yeah. you know, at least one positive to take away from this ugly ass story where this dude is being essentially a KKK member um, at his freaking high school. And a lot of people don't know this, but Kansas City has a very difficult history uh, surrounding race. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. Like they, they tend to think of cities in like Mississippi and Arkansas and Alabama, but there's a lot of places throughout the Midwest that have difficult racial histories, not saying it's as bad as it's ever been these days, but you know, the roots are there. And, and so I'm not surprised that the administration has been caught wrong footed and, and isn't being proactive and d- doesn't know how to handle this right now. I, I'm not surprised by this, but again, I want to reiterate that it's nice to see that the young people are being <laughs> the most conscientious here. Uh, that That's really, really cool and positive to see. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think um, you're right. And perhaps in this case, Mr. Positivity, there will be change. But I also think you're right about this young man. Remember that with the description is everything was Ooh. kind of dissipated, it broke up. And yet he wanted to be a racist hero. Just angry, okay? just and foaming just at the mouth. Shout- and then ah, the N word, N word, N word, N word. Okay, remember Dr. Laura? Didn't that get her off the air? There it goes again. Focus. You're probably too young to remember Dr. Laura, I but I, I believe she just kept saying the N word, N word, N word. I just well, know our crack team. They'll figure it out. Michael but I, Richards from Seinfeld. I remember his. Did it too. Bit. Remember that at the I comedy where he the comedy store. Yeah, that part. They still getting paid. I'm sure that was. These great show did. still. Great Seinfeld show. Fan. Right, me too. What they had the one black lady on there. It's New York City. Come on. That was the only gripe I have. This is New York City. This is really. But, but okay. we know white people even in New okay. York City don't hang out with us. Okay. They, they like to keep it, you know what I mean? They like to keep it nice and white and right. Come okay. on now. Okay. <laughs> Brooklyn. Uh, this is indisputable. Wozni Lamry is here today. TYT extraordinaire. Rebel HQ. Uh, we love your commentary, and there's a lot more show to come. This is Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, and for Dr. Rashad Richie today. Welcome back to Indisputable. I am Sharon Reed, honored to be filling the chair today, trying to anyway, for Dr. Rashad Richie. Wozni Lambry, TYT, uh, Rebel HQ extraordinary uh, commentator. We love everything about you, um, and a real one. Wozni, you're a real one. Um, Thank you for the kind words. You're welcome. Let's get some comments now, shall we? TYT member Rocky Mountain Dragon says, TYT strong forever, Sharon. You're such a huge part of how we uplift and support each other in dark times. Do you think he knows that I am filling in today? There's going to be another Sharon at the network, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I do feel positivity despite sometimes going in a different direction. I'm skeptical. It's my my reporter background, but I want change. I want growth. I want freedom for people. You think I'm running for something, Wozni? I'm not. This is really what's inside of me. Your turn. 
Uh, what do I want for people? I want people to be happy, enjoy their families, yeah. enjoy themselves. That's it. Be around yeah. the people that you love, enjoy them, laugh, eat some good food, you know, hopefully have some good sex. That's it. That's all uh-huh. people deserve. That's What's it. That? Yeah, I want people to, however, whatever you want to do, just do it. I don't think people's rights should be infringed upon. I don't want to generally see bad things happen to people. Wolf Dragon Donna does. That student who attacked, called the N-word. Wolf Dragon says that white student moron should be arrested and prosecuted and then sued. I don't find any problem with that (laughs) in that order. You're right, perfect. YouTube, San Francisco sheriff in the $1 million lawsuit, Selena Martinez. That's how you get them, hit their pockets. Well, I agree with you, Selena. The problem is whose pockets are you really hitting? Okay, students for Trump founder arrested. Why? Allegedly striking girlfriend with a gun. Where I'm from, don't they? It's like pistol whipping. I think that's what it's called. 27 year old Ryan Fournier, the co founder of Students for Trump, a supporters group formed ahead of the 2016 election, was arrested last week on domestic violence charges in North Carolina, where documents obtained by Axios show. The details per The Guardian, Fournier, detained last Tuesday, accused of assaulting a woman, later identified as his girlfriend, by grabbing her right arm and striking her in the forehead with a handgun, according to an order issued by a magistrate in Johnston County. Fournier was charged with domestic assault on a female and assault with a deadly weapon. The victim suffered a minor injury, according to police. Fournier was released on $2,500 bond, scheduled to appear in court December 18th. And the Guardian with the details. Per the Huffington Post, he has so far not commented on the charges he faces, but has continued posting other content on X, where he has 1 million followers. One of his latest posts claims Trump will easily defeat former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who's been rising in the polls in her own state. The Guardian, other reports note Fournier, who still leads the Trump supporters group, also runs Radical Alert, which says it exposes radicals. Hate that has taken over American college campuses. It's according to the Twitter now X bio, counting again, 1 million followers. Ahead of 2016, the election, Fournier led a national effort to get out the vote for Donald Trump while still a student at Campbell University in North Carolina. He had co founded the group via a Twitter account in 2015 before being asked by the Trump campaign to create a larger coalition. At which point he asked the friend John Lambert to help. Look at these two and go to it. Ah, oh, goodness. 2021, Lambert on the left, arrested, later sentenced to 13 months in prison for posing as a lawyer in a fraud scheme. <laughs> One point, the group had more than 250 chapters, 5,000 volunteers nationwide, according to a count. On a now archived website, The Guardian filling in the details. This is a prickly pear, Wozni, as I look at this stuff. But it's the violence that's detailed here. And I don't know who this cat is, really, you know, what's really going on with this person, but grabbing her right arm, striking her in the forehead with a handgun. It's like, it's like that movie Pulp Fiction. What kind of scene are you acting out, brother? And is this your leader, students for Trump? 
And no comment, no denouncing it, nada. What do you say, Wilson? If these allegations are true, this is an extremely disturbing and vile act um, that this young man perpetrated upon his girlfriend. Uh, that's that's serious, serious business. And I would hope that he's prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law if these allegations are proven to be true. Now, you know, heading up the students for Trump uh, <laughs> campaign, I, I just find that to be a bit laughable because let's face it, um, younger people tend to be the least right-wing cohort in the country, right? Uh, as far as by percentages. I mean, of course, if we take out Black people, we the least right wing of anybody, Black people as a whole. But after us, it's young people, essentially. Um, and so I would imagine he wasn't, he couldn't have been that popular amongst his peers because, you know, nobody really thinks Donald Trump and the right wing conservative movement is like really cool and something to be enthusiastic about being a part of. So it takes, I think, a certain type of person to want to do something this unpopular and this like corny amongst your your own cohort. I, I, I just hope that if he did do this stuff, some measure of justice um, is served to him and that the young lady can move on with her life in a, yeah. in a better light. Cause you don't want to be with a guy who's going to pistol whip you. I, I mean, that goes without saying. Violence is violence. It has no political affiliation. It's uh, right, left, black, white, violence is violence. I am struck though, because you know, and looking through some of the show notes, we're in a culture of violence. And I'm thinking, you know, January 6th, Donald Trump, but it's all by design. Keep them, keep them, keep them apart, keep them duking it out. But I often then backtrack, like, you know, moonwalk back. And I say, we maybe shouldn't even be mentioning this other guy, 45. I want to highlight the people who don't step in, regular, everyday people who say, yo, you can't be our leader, bro. Nah, man. Can't be our leader no more. Not behaving like this. And I would think, perhaps before 2016, even in MAGA world, someone would step up and say, you got to go, okay? I'm, I'm the, the new make America great again propagandist. You're not. You've lost the right to do your propaganda. Because you pistol whooped this young lady. Am I now being the one who's way too positive, who's way too out there thinking that someone will step up and say, give us back our student for Trump leadership position? You're fired. Again, I, I think the people who would be down with this organization are probably some of the most strident and ardent Trump supporters out there. So I find it hard to believe that they're going to find some level of, you know, temperance in their support. They're, they're going to be, you know, sort of foaming at the mouth, right wing fringe type of people, no matter what. And so I'm not going to hold my breath on these guys who voluntarily ostracized themselves amongst their peers by being this level of nut job. So no, I, I, I don't see it happening. Not for this group. There might be, you know, the sort of, I guess you would call it modal Republican voter who's like, you know what, like, whatever, I'm not really into Joe Biden. Uh, so mm -hmm. I went the Trump route, but I'm not, you know, I'm not getting Trump tattoos. I don't have truck nuts 
on my, you know, uh, pickup truck. Uh, but, you know, so I'm willing to hear other people out. I think these students for Trump are some of the most, you know, out there groups that 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 support the former president. I think you're right. And they just stick together, okay, um, until indictments start flying and they can't pay their legal bills. And then all of a sudden they start singing like birds. And the one Snitching. lady, who was the McCracken? I'm going to bring the, the Kraken lady. She couldn't wait to be like, right there, right there, right there, right there. And that's usually what happens, okay? Maybe we're not brothers in hate and bigotry. Maybe I have bills to pay and I don't lose my law degree, so I'll tell. Who knows? Court of victory here, judge rules Trump co-defendant did not violate on. For Atlanta Black Star, Harrison Floyd, one of Donald Trump's co-defendants in the Georgia election interference case, dodged a motion filed by the Fulton County District Attorney, the pint-sized power, Fonnie Willis. Would have sent him back to jail before the trial begins. She means business. It's going hard on folks. Judge denied Willis's bond revocation order, though, for that she filed. November 15th, Willis cites several of Floyd's social media posts, which she claims were inflammatory examples that should breach his bond order because of the flagrant ways in which he mentioned co-defendants and witnesses that could be perceived as a pattern of intimidation. And Black Star with the reporting. She argued that Floyd posed a significant threat of intimidating witnesses and other otherwise obstructing the administration of justice in the future, making him ineligible for bond. However, Mm, a judge didn't see it that way. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee said during the November 21 bond revocation hearing, he didn't detect any signs of witness intimidation in Floyd's post. And although the posts are technical violation of Floyd's bond, not every violation compels revocation, McAfee said. I read these as, uh, I'm seeing these more that someone is wanting to defend his case in a very public way. Nothing to see here. He also noted that Floyd's current bond deal with Fulton County prosecutors doesn't address the nuances of social media as a way to address those nuances. McAfee approved a temporary modified bond order to specifically prohibit public comment about witnesses in the future and included more explicit restrictions on Floyd's posts. In his post, Floyd mentioned from left to right, Georgia's Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Okay. State election official Gabriel Sterling, former elections worker Ruby Freeman, and lawyer Jenna Ellis, who accepted a plea deal after being indicted alongside Floyd. Now, what I can tell you is one of these people doesn't belong in this lineup. Okay. We support you, Miss Freeman. You get our support. <laughs> Jenna Ellis, Raffensperger, Gabe. Sterling. I remember these people, they stood up after they started getting threatened and a lot of things happened after they backed this guy who did a lot of things, a lot of dirt that can't be denied. And then they said, somebody's going to get hurt around here. You have to stop this. Why would you back someone? Remember when you came down that escalator? These are the same Georgia officials who said the election was clean and then passed all this legislation. As if the election wasn't clean, but never mind. 
We're talking about Floyd. His bond will not be revoked. During the hearing that would determine whether Floyd's bond would be revoked, Willis argued that Floyd's tweets were a disgusting violation of the bond order he agreed to and maintained that they amounted to intimidation. He was given the benefit of the doubt. He was given an opportunity to cooperate with the rules of the case. And what he really did was spit on the court and refused to oblige by three of the seven conditions of his bond order. Willis said of the bond agreement it is unfair to those witnesses. And there are real consequences for allowing defendants to intimidate witnesses. In that same hearing, Michael Hill, a witness who confirmed the authenticity of Floyd's post on X, testified that the attorney for Jenna Ellis said that Ellis believed the post she mentioned was mentioned in were meant to intimidate her. Hmm. Floyd's attorney, John Morrison, asked Hill if Floyd sent any witness a direct message on X. Hill responded, that he couldn't say that he did, but said that Floyd used the tagging function to refer to and communicate with witnesses. Threats and intimidation are well refined in Georgia law. None of these posts amount to a threat or intimidation, Floyd's lawyer stated. Judge McAfee clarified that as part of the revised bond order, Floyd is free to talk about Donald Trump and promote him as it pertains to the 2024 presidential election. He can also make criticisms online, publicly proclaim his innocence without mentioning his co-defendants and witnesses in the case. Obviously, we're very concerned about the safety of Ms. Ruby Freeman. She's clearly endured enough, and this conduct is not just chilling to her. It's chilling other people who would want to serve in her capacity, Willis said, following the hearing. All the sympathy, all the gratitude, all the support for Ms. Freeman. These others who are jumping in this little cesspool that they created, you don't need chlorine or anything for this pool. You've got a lot of germs in it. It's like a nasty hot tub that is at a frat house. I wouldn't know. I don't know. Did you ever get in one of those, Wozni? Because I find that college guys just jump in anywhere. But it's full of bacteria. It's floating and it's nasty and things went down there. People got drunk and there. And they did some other stuff there. Uh, so these other people, these other three who are in this cesspool and did a lot of dirt and told a lot of lies and were all over social media, some got banned. Now, now they're saying, Jenna Ellis is saying, oh, I think he was intimidating me. I think, I think he was targeting me. What are you talking about? Now you're scared of this guy. And by the way, the prosecutor lost this case, but I think she brought it for a point, Wozni. But now you're afraid of this, the one brother who's, again, he won't be coming to the cookout, that he can't come to his mama's cookout anymore. We're done, okay? But you stood next to Rudy Giuliani. I can't think of anything more frightening than that. All that stuff was drooping and dripping and greasy down the side of his hair. And now you believe a hashtag was meant for you. I'm all over the place, but so are they, Wozni. They're a mess. Yeah, it's, it's it's obvious they're having second thoughts about jumping headfirst into the nonsense that was Trump's and his campaign and his team of legal idiots uh, to try to discredit the result in Georgia. I think they probably thought at first they could hop on. And of course, people are attracted to power, right? Uh, they, they see Trump as having a lot of power and influence and they want to curry favor with him. So they jumped on board. But then the law actually got involved, and obviously they've had second thoughts. Now, 
I think in the rarest of circumstances, it is possible to intimidate the hell out of people on the internet and, and threats be pretty credible, but I'm not going to lie. I tend to take internet conjecture to be just that, just people typing, being keyboard warriors and fake tough guys. And so I, I, I am sympathetic to the idea that it's like, all right, lady, like you didn't, you weren't like that intimidated by some damn tweets. Uh, you know, I, I kind of get that, especially from somebody as as low level and, and low life as, as the people who are her co-defendants in this case. But yeah, I, I I tend to be on the side of we we make too big of a deal about what's going on in the internet sometimes. And, you know, people talk a lot of mess, but you see them in public and they're, you know, as shy as sheep. Wow. Do you agree with me that this powerful DA who's now a household name maybe didn't even think she would get everything. But she's pushing ahead with, she's pressing down so hard on the gas here because she's letting you know, I'm going to squeeze you every chance I got. I'm not, I'm not, you will not have a peaceful night's rest. So what? The judge didn't agree with her. She'll be back, won't she? Yeah, seems like she's a dog with a bone with this one. And rightfully so. These people, what they did was was horrifying. It, it was so ridiculous and had not a snowball's chance of hell of actually bearing any fruit because... Guess what? Up and down the exact same ballot that they were contesting, Republicans were winning all over the place. That's why it was ridiculous from the start. It's uh, something else. It really is something else. It's somewhat entertaining to watch justice at the end of the day, whatever it looks like in America, whatever it looks like in Fulton County, okay? It has to be served. Um, and we'll see who gets their just desserts. Wozni Lambry, I want to thank you for being honest, raw, real. We still have a little bit ways to go. Uh, this is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. We're right back. Welcome back to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed and for Dr. Rashad Ritchie today. I love filling in for Dr. Ritchie. We try to just give it our all, give it our best shot. Wozney Lambry, TYT, Rebel HQ, extraordinaire. What, what kind of content have you been posting lately, Wozney? Well, on Rebel, I haven't been on there in a minute, but realistically, I'm just plug and play, hosting yeah. with you, hosting with Anna, hosting with Dr. Richie, hosting with John. <laughs> that's that's basically what I've been doing up here. Just just I plug and play, trying to add whatever it is that I can when I can. But again, just really happy to be on with you again two times in one yeah. week. It's it's wow. a match made in TYT heaven. Did your family your family maybe did these comments? I'm gonna give you some more. But I think <laughs> it they have you do that because you're very versatile. And you have to have someone, if you're gonna fill in with all these different personalities, and some are, you know, a little than others, you have to be someone who can get along with everyone and kind of just, you know, pivot so. and know what to do. And so I love. I love you too. Uh, let's get you those comments, CYT members, Cray Cray Souffle. Someone should wash that kid's mouth out with lava because white soaps won't do the job properly. This is about the student attacked, called the N-word. He broke her nose. This is just outrageous. YouTube now, students for Trump and the domestic violence. Pistol whipping. Coward indeed, the Leslie Michelle says. And Grant says, solution, stop hurting other people with violence. You make it sound so simple. Grant, you do. 
And you're right, you're right. James Thompson says he needs six months. I don't know, James, I'd give him a little bit longer. And I'd hit him with a, a lot of probation restrictions because that's how you know this system of ours trips people up. Someone is on probation for a little while and then it's like eight years later, they stole a pack of gum. But that's how the system works. So might as well work that way for everyone. Um, Abadia Hotep B1, big up to all of my phenomenal in, <laughs> indisputable family. I think she means all the great people behind the scenes. Alex, Jordan, Rissa, we love everyone. Do such a great job. We're, we're proud to be working with you and thank you. Thank you, Obadiah. One more for you. Vincent Morales says, I'm at work, but I'm listening. Um, well, good, good to hear. I, I hope your boss didn't see, I mean, you, you're allowed to split your time and do whatever you want. Um, that would be fine. If I own the joint, that would be fine. We were just talking about that in the break. Got to let people, you get your best employees, okay? They're going to do great work when you just give them the freedom. Why are you so worried about if they're getting, let me look over her shoulder and see if I'm getting my money's worth. Come on. If she doesn't, if an employee doesn't show up when I own the joint, she doesn't show up. <laughs> Put her work on hold or can, can we all pitch in? But just enough. We're getting all hyper about it. The employee comes to me and says, I can only work three days a week. I'm still going to pay you. Okay. Will the product suffer? Maybe. Maybe it won't. Maybe that employee will be happier when they come to work. It's something to think about. Something to think about. All right, let's uh, get back into things before I go too far astray. I love balloons, but I never wanted to go to that Macy's parade. The balloon is so big and offensive and aggressive to me as a little girl. I never wanted to go back. Well, <laughs> this balloon would have, I would dove right down in the subway to escape it. A 15 foot balloon of George Santos calls for his expulsion. He's always smiling. People gathered outside of Congress to push for the expulsion of George Santos. The 15 foot balloon of Santos displayed outside of US Capitol gained a lot of attention. Look. This, this is a new thing, you know. It was been going on for a little while, Wozni, where people just they they'll make balloon out of you real quick, okay? And it never really stands up straight, and it's you know it gets all twisted and stuff. It, children it's so go true to life, though. It's so true <laughs> it to life. For George, Look at that. It, it's an exact replica <laughs> of George Santos. That's why it's just so fantastic. The glasses are perfect. Can I tell you something? What else is perfect when you look at the, the first photo? I thought that, that one of his roommates said that George stole his belt. And he stole the belt when George did some kind of interview. And I said, this fool even stole my belt. Can you believe this guy? He actually wore my belt. I, I think that that was deliberate. It's not just any belt. I could be wrong. Expel Santos full of lies. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson said the chamber will vote on whether to expel George on Thursday. Uh huh. Leaving it up to lawmakers to decide whether the New York congressman should be removed from office for embellishing his resume and allegedly breaking federal law. I think he passed a check somewhere. Where was that? Brazil? There's it. 
there's a string of things going on, and it all could be a coincidence. But some say, we're not going to wait on this. He's got to go. Guardian with the details there. November 16th report from the U.S. House Ethics Committee accused Santos of spending campaign funds on luxury goods, only fan subscriptions, and cosmetic Botox treatments. Maybe he had migraines. Maybe it was really because he had migraines. That part I would carve out from the rest of the allegations because some people have migraines and they get Botox. Maybe he needed relief. Less than 24 hours after the committee issued its report, its chair, Michael Guest, Republican, Mississippi, introduced a resolution to expel Santos. LGBTQ nation with the details. Well, here's what Santos has said. All these members are pushing this. They want me to resign because they don't want to take this tough vote that sets the precedent to their own demise in the future. Axios with that quote. And I think this is the one thing that he's not lying about. They needed his vote and you know everything was so tight. They Republicans had to just hold their nose and put up with it. Were they really holding their nose? But there's a lot of people who get accused of things. And remember, a lot of these people in Washington just are here to protect each other, both sides of the aisle. Okay, they, they will come together. Okay, when you have scandal, I have scandal. Maybe. Santos has been charged with fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, and false statements. We just said false statements. We can't go through all the statements, okay? Because there's a lot of statements to deal with. Wozni, what say you? And do you agree that it's it's ironic that the one thing I think he is telling the truth about George Santos is they they are very scared to take this vote because first it's Georgie. Okay. I think he even stole some. The veteran who wanted his dog to get surgery. Our team will let me know. George was supposed to help, and I don't know where that case is. Is Santos right though? It wouldn't bother me if I'm the next to go, I'm the next to go. But I didn't steal a Hermes belt. I think before the investigation, it would have been a little uh, hasty to expel the guy. But once it's been proven that he's lying and he's misappropriating funds, and he's literally probably the most gutless, embarrassing politician of my life. Um, I think hold it right was there. Time if you could hold that thought, yeah, <laughs> and I no, don't, I, I, I don't hold that thought. You said. The most embarrassing politician of your life. And I just want to, it's your, this is your commentary. We don't script you. We don't tell you what to say. I just want to give you an opportunity to just let it marinate for a second. I, w- I went down some of the list. Um, I remember John Edwards cheating on his cancer stricken wife. That was pretty bad and terrible. There was the one homie, I believe, from South Carolina who was writing those flowery love letters to his mistress. Uh, he went going in the mountains. On- Yes, taking his woman to Argentina. I mean, there was that homie. There was the other congressman. I believe he was from Minnesota. His name escapes me. He was doing the gay sex in the public bathrooms at airports. There was that homie. Which, again, like even those things, it's like. Do you? Edwards could have possibly been, you know, him and his wife could have been cooked already. And it was just terrible timing when he got caught because she got sick. And, you know, this guy was actually in love with his mistress and the other homies. He's closeted like that's that's a tragedy that you would live your life as a closeted male. This like Santos, the, the, the lies are just so obvious and blatant and so easily 
disproven. It's not even, it's not elaborate investigations. It didn't take like Sherlock Holmes to uncover this guy's frauds. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> well, I think he proved a strong point. But what was the statement? Give it to me one more time. The most, what did you say? Embarrassing and gutless and shameless politician of my life. <laughs> I see it's that part. I think it's, it's some would say parsing, but I, just, I declare you wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. I heard of someone who, well, they, they came down an escalator. They also had a Bible upside down. The family, the son-in-law, I think, got billions of dollars from the Saudi. Okay, yeah. uh, was on trial. The judge said, "That's rape to me. You're raped." Okay, on trial and 116 indictments. There was a handle. I read the comments today. That's the only quibble I have with you. But you named some good ones, but the most in your lifetime, in your lifetime. Andrew that- Guillaume uh, in Florida. <laughs> yeah. That was tough. Well, that too. was a. It's a- that was, that was uh, there was some alarm going on there. But yeah, that was back. tough he's, when you add crack yeah. to it. Yeah. Not good. What's the other one's excuse though? He doesn't even drink. Yeah, he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. All he does is eat those which color Starburst. Okay. So what's his excuse? McDonald's made him do it. <laughs> Probably. What do you love about Donald Trump? Oh, I love everything about Donald Trump, you know. He made American uh, great, you know. I'd even take a bullet for that guy. Would you? And so, you know, people are saying that. Why would you take a bullet for him? Well, look at what he's done. You know, he's done a lot of good stuff for us, you know. You know, um, gas prices helped with the economy, you know. They're running his name, you know. Water runs right off his back, you know. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. Interesting. They they will always grant the live interview. They'll always just grant the interview. And I wonder what you make of it, Wozni, because here you have someone interviewed by one of our own, Michael Shore, and gas prices, the economy, the data I had does not speak to, to that record. But I'll let you take over. Look, you can say what you want about people who blindly support Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or any number of Democratic Party politicians who don't deserve our love or sympathy. But I ain't never met a single person (laughs) say, I would take a goddamn bullet for Joe Biden. That has never happened, ever. I want to die for Joe Brandon. No shot. It's just this is this is where I say, like, it's not all the same. Okay, like the Trump thing is definitely different. The fact that you would leave this earth, leave your loved ones behind for Donald J. Trump is absolutely absurd, insane. Seek help. Seek therapy, my brother. Please get better because that's crazy. It is. It's actually bananas, but it's become, in my view, Wozni, as American as apple pie. I don't know what we would do if we didn't have this kind of, well, polar opposites, polarization. It's the loud with it part 
But mm-hmm. maybe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, that's always been here. It's just so pungent at this point. Or maybe this is the height of our lives, so we're seeing clearly instead of, you know, another time. It's possible that there were people who would have wanted to die for St. Ronnie. And maybe back in 08, there might have been some people who wanted to die for Barack, for sure. <laughs> but once he got in office and, you know, actually presidented, I think people got a lot more sober about it. That's the difference between Trump. Like, there's just these people have not gotten more sober. In fact, they've gotten more intoxicated on Trumpness as time has gone by. It's endured in a way that is just kind of scary. Are, are, are there any ATL peeps who... Who want to die for Kasim Reed? <laughs> Does that exist? Well, I'm telling you, the mayor got them. He might still be the mayor today. Okay, he can hold his own. And the mayor can hold his own. I've seen him. Woo! Uh, the city, I thought he was a great leader with, you know, a flair and a twist about it. But hey, but this whole thing, this undying, I mean, do you rep for anybody that hard? I remember my sister would maybe get into something. We'd argue up and down, steal each other's clothes, just did not get along. Then we leave the house and I got you, right? Yeah. That's not what we're talking about here. No. I think if, if a wife and a husband entered the MAGA world together and one of them said, not feeling it anymore, they'll head to divorce court. Who used to do it? Judge Maybelline? You know Who what? You know what? There might be some members yeah. of the Beehive or Taylor Swifties go. who would die. Yeah, there you go for their leader. They would. Their right. fearless leader. Okay, and maybe just because I'm on their side, I like that. I always wanted them to have a wind machine on the news. I thought it doesn't have to be in the serious stories, but why can't we have a fan? We got to put you know that in mean? the budget. We got to get little you a drama. wind machine for your appearances. Why not? And every time they take, you know, no, we take it seriously. Really. I worked in one place. They covered a federal trial and put puppets on the news because they couldn't get cameras in the courtroom. Okay, we're real serious. Well, Wozni, um, I better stop talking. I'm probably already in trouble. Tell us where we can see you besides all over TYT shows. or if That's what you're concentrating on. We're happy to have you, brother. No, of course. Uh, the ringer.com, you can check out our coverage of sports and pop culture of all varieties. Um, as well as the Woke Bros with me and Nando Vila, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, thank you guys for, for everything. We think you're brilliant. We really do. Absolutely brilliant. Wozni Lambry, thank you so much for your commentary today. I'm Sharon Reed. Uh, pleasure's all mine filling in for Dr. Richie. I hope I'll be able to come back. I think you got me for one more day. Um, so I hope you'll tune in. Enjoyed the show today and enjoyed your viewer comments. Thanks so much for watching.